What did you say? You heard me. Tomorrow. Noon. At our field. Get the buffalo butt breath. Count on it, pee-drinking crap face! Yeah! yeah. Let's go! Welcome, everybody, to Back in My Day. My name's David Petrangelo, and this week, the not-so-stereotypical millennials are... You guys ready for this? I had this planned in my head the whole time. Ah, we're saying cheers <laughs> to episode number 100. Hey! <laughs> cheers! <laughs> and once again, White Fire is just laughing at us wow. the whole time, which is fair. Which is wow. <laughs> yeah, we've officially made it to the triple digits. It is episode 100. And if you've been listening to the last couple of episodes leading up to this, um, we are going to spend this episode, possibly two. I think actually seeing how long how, how long we might go. We might split this up into 101 and 100 and just see, but we're going to try to definitively figure out. Based on votes uh, of uh, of our favorite '90s movies and video games, that's the gist of it. That's the gist of what we're doing here. Um, but before we get started, I am joined by a number one hundred, Michael R. Power, Ian Walter, and wife Power. Well, guys, this is going to be so exciting. It's going to be super exciting. <laughs> I know. And Dave, what you did, what you failed to mention is what we're going to do is we're going to crown the champion great or back in my day movie of the 90s and back in my day game of the 90s i won't say best i'll say like favorite our favorite movie exactly our favorite game yeah the, the yeah. whole best thing is really hard to do and based on our votes <laughs> that we tallied from ourselves from friends and family and from some listeners um we use those votes to create a bracket of 16 so That's we right. are going to run through that. Ian was nice enough to do all the hard work and create the brackets and the votes and everything. So, sir, thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. And yeah, uh, all these films and all these video games are all the ones that we on the show and the listeners like the most. So definitely we're, when we get down you know, into the trenches here, we're, we're really fighting for our favorites or our most nostalgic kind of picks right I, I think that's largely i think that's a big part of how these lists were compiled is what means the most to you sure a lot of these are very good movies but it might not be the best movie but it is still you know your favorite or it's the opposite it's vice versa so there's a lot of things in play here but generally i think we are like mike said we're going to probably be arguing for our favorites and there's going to be a lot of matchups just looking at this right now um we'll reveal the bracket as we get to our picks we are currently all looking at the bracket ourselves while we do this, but the listeners will hear what the matchups are. So I think this might take a little while, depending on the matchups that we have. Um, but before we do that, before, I, I, I keep people waiting. But Mike reminded me, and it's a great thing, a great reminder, is that we have our Extra Life Day for fundraising for Children's Hospital coming up at the beginning of November. I believe it's November 6th, right, Mike? Extra Life was born, it just occurred to me that gamers should be able to do the things they love to help sick and injured kids as well. And so the funds that Extra Lifers raise can go to a variety of purposes in the local area at the local hospital. So maybe your extra $20 or your extra $50 goes to curing 87% of children with leukemia. 62 kids like me enter a children's hospital every minute. 
and I was one of those kids. You could save their life too. Play games, heal kids. And uh, what's the idea, Mike? You're, you're much better at explaining this stuff than I am. So what, what's the idea with Extra Life Day? If anyone hasn't uh, done it before or seen us do it or heard about it, what's the deal? Yeah, basically it's like uh, something you might have done uh, in school or something if you have like a sleep-a-thon or rock-a-thon or something where but it's like on a much grander scale well, people across the world they stay up for 24 hours and play video games and usually stream it as we do and just collect donations from anyone you know or raise money any way you can all towards the goal of raising money for a kids hospital and that's all done through the extra life website so if you go to our website which is um, i think we're just the back of my day podcast on the extra life website you can donate to uh, our team and we've raised i think uh like multiple thousands of dollars over the years and three hundred dollars so far this year because we did a little tournament we raised a little bit mo- little money so yeah it's just a good way to for gamers to like give back to a good cause and to all the proceeds every single dollar goes to um a sick kids hospital in your neighborhood so we donate to a sick kids hospital in toronto and so if you're interested in donating um the check check our instagram and twitter feeds at day back in or just look for our team on the Extra Life website. Yeah. And there's always like a team number to it. But if you search back in my day, Extra Life, our page will show up and we have our names on there. It doesn't really matter who you donate to. Like you can donate to the team as a whole or the individual member of the team. Either way, the money goes to the same place. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and on November 6th, we will be staying up 24 hours, playing video games, streaming the whole thing at um, back of my day. Is it games back in my yeah, day? Back in my day, games, games on Twitch. On uh, Twitch, yep. and then you can donate on the day of or before. It doesn't really matter as long as the donations come in. They go to a good cause. So yeah. Yep. So tune in, donate, whatever you can. It all helps. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And like Mike said, it doesn't have to be the day of. I mean, it's more fun. We sort of make a bit bit of an event out of it and try and play all day. But the donations are literally open for the entire calendar year. So if you decide on Christmas day, you're feeling extra generous and you want to do something like that, go ahead and donate our team, anyone's team. Either way, the money's going to the right place. Um, so I just really wanted to mention that up front. So everyone hears that and everyone can uh, sort of uh, mark it in their calendars. That's November 6th. We're going to get up as early as we can, realistic. And uh, and we're going to game as realistically close to 24 hours as we can. But I, th- I think we can pull it off. I think we can pull it off. We're not exactly spring chickens anymore, but... Um, we're fall chickens because <laughs> November. <Get> it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, enough of those jokes. All right, let's get to the let's get to the brackets. Episode one hundred. We're gonna start with movies and then move on to video games next time. Um, okay. So right now we have we're gonna start with number one and number sixteen. What do you guys okay. think? <laughs> Is that? I, I don't know. I don't know. I was gonna suggest start with the middle. Maybe uh, something like Drake start from the bottom and go uh, with the one because then we could lead in with your struggle over the Phantom Menace. <laughs> okay, that's fair. All right, that's but fair. Uh, you know we we do have a bracket here. It is sixteen films from the nineties that is based off a consolidated ranking from all of our uh, you know our, our extensive panel here, including some of our listeners. So great collaboration, collaborative effort here, and now we have sixteen films. Realistically, there's at least 50 films that could be considered in the conversation oh, yeah. for for greatest film from the 90s. But we've we boiled it down to these these final 16, and now we get to to and, match them up. So, uh, yep. and, and they are they are seated. They are seated from like seated. whatever we got the most votes is like seated as number one. So similar to March Madness, it is like favorites versus underdogs. That's um, right to start. Yeah, 
And so one I'll last leave it to Dave whether you want to start off with the number one yeah, heavy yeah, hitter yeah. or go down to the to the, the bottom. Vi- of that the very movie. final stipulation before we get to the movies themselves is our tiebreaker is if we find ourselves at a stalemate at any point in the bracket. I think maybe the champion will probably just have to pick, but I think up until the, the final two, we're going to go to the audience score of Rotten Tomatoes to br- do the tiebreaker because there's four of us. So I think that's so- the idea. That's what we're going to go for. Until we get nice. to that point, let's just talk about the movies. We're going to start with number eight and number nine. That's what we're okay. going to start with. So we have at number nine, 10 Things I Hate About You. Ooh. And number eight, The Lion King. Wow. All right. Can I, I want to jump in and go first because I think I think over the course of the bracket, there are a few movies I'm going to uh, fight hard for. And... I think in this case, I had sent my ranked list to Ian's and you guys like my ranking thing. So I do have my list of like, but I am, I am able to be swayed. And in this, in this ranking, I am going to pick uh, Lion King based on my personal rankings. But I will say if someone makes like an argument, I am willing to be swayed specifically on this. Like I will go to Lion King with like the, I'm, I will hear the arguments and um, I can be swayed on this one because the 10 things to say about you looking at the list like there's not a lot of like this kind of movie yeah. on there and it's like one of the best versions of this kind of movie like coming of age sort of which we've uh, said, ro- we've said movie. that before so yeah, yeah like i'm gonna yeah. just throw my heart support for lion king at the start but say like i'm willing to be persuaded and with an eight nine matchup they are coming in really close so why don't we see is there anyone who's willing to jump out and say okay 10 things i hate about you being the underdog the nine versus the eight is the better film or the 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 true back in my day film in this in this scenario in this showdown. I'll say it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. I'm actually. This is probably one of my favorite movies from the '90s, and I didn't know that we were making our lists ranked. And I feel like if I did give you a ranked list, this probably would have been in my top five. Um, mm. but I mean. 10 Things I Hate About You is just one of those movies that has something for everyone. It's got humor. It's got romance. It's got um, like the the party movie kind of atmosphere, like that American Pie kind of. Coming of age kind of yeah, uh, that, tale. Yeah. yeah, But it's also not. Very good writing. Very good writing, yeah. I would say. And I feel like yeah. it's not that like, like American Pie it takes it to that extreme and like, of like we all find it funny and stuff, but a lot of the stuff that happens is like extremely unrealistic. I feel like this movie, I mean, it's still a movie, but it does like, there are experiences in the movie that I think kids can relate to like the overbearing parent that um, like has reservations about his like youngest daughter going to prom and and what will happen at prom um he was great too that that guy you're talking about he was also in Seinfeld yeah the dad was hilarious like the the parents in this movie are very good yeah yeah. they do a good job and the 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 guidance counselor like she just (laughs) yeah (laughs) and I think too like when we were younger because I've rewatched this movie recently she says some like really inappropriate stuff and she's writing her <laughs> she's essentially writing like a like um erotic novel the whole time during like the movie it's just it's a very clever movie the acting's amazing 
Um, the writing is great. I mean, the soundtrack alone, I feel like should, I know like, Oh, it's excellent. The whole Elton John thing, but who doesn't hear the bare naked ladies song one week and not think of this movie. It's just, it, it is a movie of the nineties and it's, I feel like it's a movie of my childhood and my teenage years and, and I'll fight for this one. <laughs> yeah. Ob- I mean, it- observation I have, these are both movies that are, uh, how do you say based off Shakespeare works. Oh yeah, this is true. 10 things I about you is taming of the shrewd, I think. And Lion King is basically the Macbeth story retold. So kind of weird, kind of a little uh, weird coincidence there, but Okay, decent argument. Wife power. Is anyone willing to defend Lion King as hard as Wife Power is defending uh, 10 so Things I Hate About You? I think 10 Things is definitely a great film, and, and it's a testament to the fact that it was on multiple lists because it did rise uh, above a ton of other great 90s films to enter the top 16. So, you know, it, it's definitely in the conversation, but I don't know. With The Lion King, I mean, there's definitely a couple of animated films in uh, this bracket. It's definitely, uh, it's deserving of one of the greatest, anim- uh, at least uh, classically animated Disney films of all time, right? I, like I it's, think it's I, definitely... if I'm going to put my my vote personally behind any of the animated films, um, there's other ones on the list, which we'll get to, yeah, that yeah. will 100% I would take over Lion King, even if they were head to head. So That's I'm, I, I, the Lion King hits me closer to home, but I... Uh, Mina is a hundred percent right that this is one of the best movies of its kind. And it does mean something, I think a little bit more to us based on our age, because it is like sort of a perfect timing type of thing. So I think there's a lot of movies like that, that are just like perfect place, perfect time that really hits you in the feels kind of thing. And, um, and I'm, I, I, uh, I back Mina on this. Yeah. And it's a, it's (laughs) a great look at uh, sort of early Heath Ledger's work, like just yeah. like the fact that he was mm-hmm. able to be like, you know, they, you know, he, he understood the assignment, right? Like they, they hired him to do the, the job. He was funny. He was like, he's obviously a charming guy and all this stuff. And then you see what he's, what he's able to do uh, with the rest of his career, obviously with the Joker and just like, it, yeah. it, it, he definitely did a good job in this movie. And, when you see the difference of what he was able to do in like some of the dramas later on, it's definitely impressive the way yeah. he was able to carry both of those styles. And even if it's stuff. early for him, it's it's still probably one of his best ones too. Yeah. Right? I mean, not not that you know any of his roles are really missable because he's great, but uh, mm-hmm. well, I think it's kind of like he got hired as like the pretty face, and then yes. it's like, oh wait, he's actually also a really good actor. Yeah, wait, just yeah, like, a second, this guy's rare, good. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, like what, agree. what you would expect from like Chris Hemsworth, where he's probably getting the role because of his looks, but then he just transcends that, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. just like, and there's and so many people like, that don't. There's so many people that don't yes. transcend that. Like, That's a big problem. Hundreds exactly. of actors. Yeah. So yeah. for him to go on and win an Oscar, and yeah, and, and, be this, and I like, think really good actor, and not even not even just him, but you, like Joseph Gordon Lovett was one yeah. of the yes. main characters. That's right. Um, yeah, and he's yeah. great, and he's, he's so much a, fun. a and, fantastic. Um, dramatic actor now yeah so i think like mm-hmm. there's some really yeah. alice and janie she was the guidance counselor yes. there's so like, there's a lot <laughs> of like breakout actors in this movie that so ian are you are you putting your support behind lion king is that what you were um, kind of, I'm, or... I'm thinking about this because i i do like what you said mike about how they're both sort of born from shakespeare and and we know a lot of these stories are obviously 
you know, stories are recycled over time, but it's, it's more so what you do with them in the medium and in the time that you're in. And yeah, yeah. I think that uh, they both kind of accomplish being able to tell a somewhat original seeming story, even if it's kind of like a retread um, of something that's been done before, they kind of find their own lane and they or stick inspired to it. By, you kind of yeah. Because inspired, like, yeah. we all know that the Lion King is not completely original in the fact that it's inspired off other things. But then the same way that Star Wars isn't completely original because this yeah, is part yeah. of other things, right? So it yes. still finds a way to become its own um, entity. And I don't know, the, the Lion King, it, it is one of the top classically animated films. So I don't know, like, there's not a lot of weight that carries with animated films. But it is it is definitely one of those household names. Mm-hmm. Um, Another knock the point, on the Lion King is the, is the really bad remake we got recently, which is... Unfair. I don't, or not. I don't know. It, not yeah, but, down a few pegs in my book. See, I, but I will, I will defend. Well, I will, I will say that I would not factor that into this decision yeah, I agree. because I agree. this is 1994, and this is not has nothing to do with uh, with yeah. whatever John Favreau. But was 20 years the, later, we wouldn't have seen it coming. Yeah. Just in the sense that it will now be a certain age group's first experience with the movie. Yeah, but there's so many there's so many coming of age movies that are the people's first experience with that. And I think if you showed them 10 things I hate about you, it it it's it's a better version they'll, of those a like, lot of those movies. Yes. What's going on? <laughs> but to them they didn't to that, Snapchat each other. They're they're, they're putting up posters to, to tell everyone about a party. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then is that that's the one where all the posters fly down the, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so so the thing is 10 things okay it's a great film like we have nostalgia for it it's not something that necessarily you could sell to the next generation you could i think that the the animated quality of the lion king carries more like in terms of longevity but at the same time we all that's what i'm trying to say kids these days don't want to watch 2d animated movies i think it's i think it's gonna be just as much lost to its time as so then, hard to watch and hard to watch the next generation. Then ten things I hate about you. So what? Yeah. So is that your is your vote ten things, Mike? Is that like where I'm you're leaning? Like, I, like, yeah. If, I, I'll, I'll change it and go ten things. No problem. I, I haven't heard. I haven't heard better arguments for Lion King over. 10 like things, I, so. I, I can argue for Lion King, but I can argue for a lot of Disney animated movies, and I don't know if Lion King is like number one on my list, right? And I do think that yeah. ten things to me, like Mina had a perfect argument for all the points that i think would make it um that great of a movie but to me i do actually think it is one of the best sort of coming of age high school type movies and and i don't think that's changed over 20 years later don't don't look at him okay he's a criminal i heard he lit a state trooper on fire he just did a year in san quentin yeah well then at least he's horny i'm serious man he's whacked he sold his own liver on the black market for a new set of speakers okay it's moving on then okay so it's moving we gotta, on we gotta get through this this list and we gotta make some hard decisions yeah so we're gonna <laughs> yeah exactly right so the next one is also going to include a classic disney movie uh we're gonna have aladdin at number seven against happy gilmore at number 10 so another semi mid-bracket choice here um mike went first last time i'm gonna go first with this and say this one's tricky with me because Happy Gilmore is definitely one of my favorite um, 
Adam Sandler movies for sure. Uh, I don't know if it's my favorite of his, but it, but it's definitely top two or three if it's not number one. So it's re- it's really high up there. Um, but I, I have to go with Aladdin with this. I have to go with Aladdin because um, the this is one. I think this is one of the best uh, musicals that Disney did. I think this is one of the like some of the best music they've ever done, and that's really fun as a kid. And I I do think that it really resonates. And I mean, you you can't you you really can't argue with Robin Williams in this. Like you really can't. If there is anything in an animated movie that was perfect casting, I don't know how you can't argue for that. Um, I love so many of the characters that are in Pixar movies, but I still think that this is probably one of the best that Disney has ever done. And yeah, he's a guy that does a bunch of impressions and characters and all of that stuff. So why wouldn't you pick him? It's perfect for the genie, but it's just, it's just so perfect. I just think it's so perfect. I, I had hook as one of my uh, movies on here, a Robin Williams movie that I think is, is amazing. And he does really well in, he doesn't have to do a bunch of impressions like he does in this or whatever, but this is one of the movies that I, that I connect with Robin Williams all the time. And I absolutely love everything that he did. And that plus the music is, is why Aladdin hits home for me. And if, and if we couldn't put Lion King through, through, I'm willing to really put my back behind, um, behind Aladdin for an animated Disney movie. So I'll second Aladdin. Okay. I was going to see if anyone was willing to jump on uh, Happy Gilmore. I'm surprised because I'm definitely leaning towards Aladdin as well for a lot of the same reasons. And it's because of the fact that I actually place personally Aladdin above uh, The Lion King. Okay. And uh, whether or not it was the first movie I ever saw as a a young child, it was definitely the first I remember seeing in theaters. Really? Oh, Uh, awesome. And and definitely... uh, had a lasting impact and robin williams is the genie is hands down one of the better animated roles out there so yeah. um and just the fact that he was able to kind of just go off it's just, like we mentioned in, in previous episodes he just sounds like he's having a blast in the sound booth <laughs> yeah just doing all kinds of crazy like i would love to hear all the outtakes from yeah from, yeah uh, from <laughs> all the, the different right? like ad libs that um, he came up with so yeah. does but anyone want to eulogize is... uh, happy gilmore yeah, or any last right. words that's... well well and that's the kind of thing i i really thought i was gonna have to be fighting for a lot of because really, really okay it like the top two Adam Sandler films in my mind are Billy Madison, which didn't make this bracket, and uh, Happy Gilmore, and they can kind of supplant each other depending on my mood, depending on the yeah, day. Yeah, I think like, that'd be me too. They're, yeah. they're both really good, and Happy Gilmore is great, and we always sing its praises. But I, Aladdin is definitely one of my favorite animated films, definitely classically animated uh, Disney films. Mm-hmm. It's my number one. So, yeah, I would uh, I, stick with the Wife Power, do you have an argument against it? or? <laughs> Honestly, between these two, I could go either way. So, like, okay, based on the vote, I'll, I'll throw my hat in for Aladdin just because. For Aladdin? Okay. Um, okay. I do think, like, Aladdin Easy. is one of the funniest Disney movies out mm-hmm. there. It's a and, really tough one. Like, one of the most fun ones um but again happy gilmore is one of my favorite adam sandler movies so it's uh it's a tough one for me yeah we talked about happy gilmore in our 95 episodes so we won't go into it too much but great movie and we all love it but i think it's safe to say aladdin's moving on does it feel good to be out of there i'm telling you nice to be back ladies and gentlemen hi where are you from what's your name uh uh, Aladdin. Aladdin. Hello, Aladdin. Nice to have you on the show. Can we call you Al or maybe just Din? Or how about Laddie? Sounds like here, boy. Come on, Laddie. 
<laughs> I must have hit my head harder than I thought. Do you smoke? Mind if I do? <laughs> oh, sorry, Cheat. I hope I didn't singe the fur. Yo, Rockman, haven't seen you in a few millennia. Give me some tassel. Yeah, yo, yo. Say, you're a lot smaller than my last master. Either that or I'm getting bigger. Look at me from the side. Do I look different to you? So I think the next closest one here is, oh my God, this one is, oh, guys. Guys, this one's going to kill me. But I think I think I have to make one decision over this, but I, this one's going to kill me. Actually, two of these, oh, fine. All of these are going to kill me. What am I saying? They're all, at least three of these are insanely difficult for me. Um, number 11, Men in Black, and number six, Toy Story. Oh my God. Oh my God. I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I, I had a feeling you were going to go there, and that's a tough matchup. That's a tough matchup. That's a tough matchup. Especially when you consider animated versus live action, because we always tend to gravitate towards live action, but there, th we, constantly bring up toy story on this podcast how monumental it was how it literally caused a shift yeah. from classically animated to like digitally animated so it's just like i don't know it's, it gets it, this it is gets so many it, as a movie alone it's it's my it, it's good and i'm sure like it's obviously really good it gets so many points for being a the movie that transitioned from 2d to 3d animated and and be the first pixar movie in like the reason that studio yeah. exists like took them from the bouncing so lamp extra into points. a full feature yeah. you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. <laughs> right so like, oh yeah all those all those it, animated shorts that came before toy story are also great yeah they but are that, but that's what i mean Pixar, it's so like, much harder yeah. to carry a feature-length film with that kind of yeah. stuff right so but it's there like, are like probably better pixar movies but toy story will always be the one i remember because of those like those reasons right and like yeah, it's still my I number would, one. I would, I would, pick, toy, I would pick Toy Story. Personally. Yeah, right. It is your it is your number one, right? For for Pixar movies. So before I declare yeah, yeah. Toy Story, I will talk about Men in Black a little bit. We have mentioned on the podcast this was a crazy film. This like I can quote this film anytime Same. I watch this film. I get placed right back in my teens, like whatever. Yeah, 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 I'm, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna come back for them Rolex. Exactly. You know? like, just like little yeah. little silly lines like, like that that Vincent I can pull out Dinofrio, of this movie. Like we mentioned him before, is just like I I know <laughs> so like good. we probably sound like a broken so record good. to our longtime listeners, but like Men in Black is a great classic. Like it's Will Smith, peak Will Smith, and uh, it's Smith it's it's sure. hard to say goodbye to him, especially because this movie I believe came out the year after Independence Day, right? So um yep 97 yeah so it's just like will smith was on fire um toy story was based on a incredible, comic book though. so, so comic book movies were still around in the 90s it's not and, just now and the thing is some people prefer the other toy story films because you know as soon as they kind of uh broke through with toy story like the second one is clearly more advanced and they start getting better with their graphics and everything else but like it's still such a great film and we wouldn't have any of them without the original so i, I i'm definitely going to stick with toy story okay wife power what about you i i'm agree with you guys with toy story i feel like you touched on like it's not my favorite pixar movie it, it's probably pretty low down for me personally but at the same time it it was the first and like we wouldn't have any of those other movies if toy story hadn't come along yeah um and i love pixar movies um so toy story gets my vote here toy story gets it okay um i mean it's going to be toy story 
and I and I, I it's hard for me to argue against it because um, there's only it, the only honestly one of the only things that could go above this if it was like a Pixar movie that made the bracket would be Toy Story 2 because I, I think Toy Story 2 is a better movie. I, I think it, ha- it has more, you know, really great emotional beats to it and everything like all their movies do. Um, but I, I just I just love Men in Black so much. I absolutely love that movie. It's another one that I can just always watch and always quote if it was toy story one versus two then i would go crazy even more but but i but i'm good with that so that's that's cool let's do toy story we got four cool let's go for it okay so next we have um what else we got we got fight club against mrs doubtfire oh boy talk about opposite movies this is also very difficult for me this one is this one is pretty tough um yeah, I don't know what's more difficult, like changing the genres or if they, the two dramas had been together and the two other genre films had been together. I don't know what would have been more difficult, but Fight Club versus Mrs. Doubtfire, that's two wildly different uh, personalities for sure. Yeah, I mean, we, ju- we just talked about um, Robin Williams with Aladdin. And again, this is another like sort of no one else would be able to pull this role off at this time. Maybe Jim Carrey, you could see it because they have sort of like a similar type of funny personality and they can do a bunch of, you know, different types of impressions and things like that, you know, ad lib and all that stuff, which is a lot, you know, you can sort of feel that a lot in this movie. Oh, but Fight Club is to me, one of the best 90s dramas by far. And the story is just absolutely incredible. And I, I think when I watched this a couple of years after it was out, like maybe in 2001 or 2000, and I was, I, I sat there and I go, I've never seen a movie like this. Like I have never watched this kind of movie before. And I think it actually turned the table for me to want to watch more serious, more meaningful types of stories and stuff in movies, because when you're, 13 years old and you're 12 years old, you're not searching for that stuff. And you really shouldn't be. I mean, like, you know, this, this was like the first or one of the first like adult movies that I was like, holy crap, this is insane. This is cool. This is fun. This means something like, I think all of that stuff, I think I absolutely love Mrs. Doubtfire. I like, I have so many stories around watching this movie with family and stuff, just like I will with a movie that, is also going to come up. Yeah, it's another highly quotable film for sure. Highly quotable, so much fun, but also has, you know, a serious back and story to it and stuff. Um, but I think I've, I think the more I, the more I think about it, I think I have to go with fight club. Okay. Yeah. I'm torn. I am because I, well, I definitely am too. I'll, so so you guys are both fight club. What, no, I'm, I'm torn. I'm torn. So, so here's the thing. I'll, I'll, I'll take a, a quick second away from my decision to say that for any March Madness aficionados out there, the five twelve matchup is one you want to look out for because you're going to see four of them <laughs> on a bracket and at least one of them guaranteed is going to be an upset. There's a lot of upsets in those kind of bracketology uh, scenarios, but this one, it's it's tough not to go with the favorite, which is Fight Club, but at the same time, when I start yeah, to Fight think Club about, is five, Mrs. Delphire is 12. When I start to yeah. think about Mrs. Delphire and I start to think about uh, the for a lot of the same reasons why I was leaning towards Aladdin, it's like I think about Robin Williams, I think about his impact, I think about what a great comedian was, what how much we're missing his comedy with without him around. 
And this yeah. this one is like when you look at the ridiculousness of the genie versus like some of his more dramatic roles, this one kind of balances his drama dramatic side with his like personality. Like we're never Absolutely. gonna know we're never mm-hmm. gonna know what he was like in, in real life, but we kind of know how he was on screen and this kind of represented his journey in a way. And uh, like, I don't know, I, I, we have heavy. It's true. He's, he's very good at the, um, at the emotional and dramatic beats in this movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause him and, and, and Sally field bounce off each other when they argue and things. And like you, you a hundred percent buy what he's yeah, doing and, and, and what the two of them are doing like, and their relationship. Personally, my family, like we lean heavily towards himself right now. There's it's undeniable. Yeah. The impact fight club had on me when it, when I saw it. And especially on rewatch, just like how mind blown I was, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm still I don't want to let go of Mrs. Doubtfire either. So I'm kind yeah, of I, I want to hear wife powers take. Yeah, I think, I think the only way Mrs. Doubtfire is going to make it is if wife power is is, is, <laughs> is voting for it and feeling feeling like Mrs. Doubtfire. So up to me. But what, what do you say? Yeah, yeah. What do you say? I like Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't even think it was in my top 25, to be honest. Um, It just never was one of those movies for me. Um, Was Fight Club in your in your? It was, and and I my vote goes to Mm, Fight Club. Interesting. I wouldn't expect that. Well, I well, uh, Mike will know this, but I love movies with a twist like that. I love that Mm. genre. uh, the most recent one I can think of is like the gentleman where it's like um but in Fight Club kind of like started that for me like it was a movie where you're thinking one thing and then the twist gets revealed and you're like holy crap I did not see that coming and I just think that's like such a cool method of filmmaking like um and one of the best twists in movie history yeah. has got to be the Fight Club twist. So I, just, yeah. I just think, like, for me, that type of, like, movie making, um, like, I just, I love that type of movie. So Fight Club gets gets my vote for it. And- All right. And, and it's a Fincher movie, too. And Fincher movies are just, I love yeah, him so much. I'm, I love also, everything he does. I'm also, I think Ian did a good you know, a good yeah. eulogy for Mrs. Doubtfire and a eulogy. Mean, <laughs> meaningful movie, but I'm, I'm also a Fight Club. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I think what, it's what's your, easy. Yeah. Do you, do you have like mix. a set argument for Fight Club over Mrs. Doubtfire? Or is it basically what we've said already? Um, I can save it, but basically it boils down to I think Fight Club is an all time classic. And I think Mrs. Yeah. Doubtfire is just a fun comedy, but not yeah. anywhere near the level so, of. <laughs> so this is going to be a, this is going to be a movie, terrible yeah. dad joke, but Mrs. Doubtfire in this bracket was a run by Fruity. So we're going <laughs> to. <laughs> so we have four choices next we're gonna pit fight club up against either saving private ryan or scream no way yeah okay saving private ryan is 13 scream got a lot of decent votes it is at number four so yeah that's where our choice is um i will not lead this conversation yeah, I don't know if, I, I don't know if uh, Ian can lead this. I uh, I'll lead. Go I'll ahead, lead Mike. This one. Yeah, I will. Um, I will just say I'm throwing my support behind Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan is high on my list, actually. Okay. So it's the underdog here, so I'll have to like argue for it. But um, Saving Private Ryan is um, to me one of Steven Spielberg's 
actually greatest movies and it tells the story of the landing on the beach on world war ii so well that we watched it in history class when i was in high school yeah we did too and um it holds up it's probably like the best or my favorite war movie uh it's steven spielberg like stepping and doing something different and like absolutely nailing it and also using his like um his power as a director to like tell a war movie but tell also like a very human story at a, the per, same a time, personal story and a very yeah. personal story with that backdrop or that setting which like a lesser director like would just sort of tell the generic story whereas he sort of drills down and tells that story in that backdrop but shows all the like you know gritty violence and realism and and so yeah it's like it took someone growing up in the nineties and watching these movies. It's like the war movie that just always sticks out. Um, and so, yeah, that's, I would vote. I would vote. And we talked about scream a lot and scream is a great horror movie, but mm. um, I would actually put save Ryan rabbit, saving private Ryan um, ahead of saving it. Ryan's private, saving Ryan ahead of it. That's from something. <laughs> it's, it it's from a movie. It's like, it's like scary movie or something. They say it that. probably anyway. is from scary movie. Yeah. Speaking of scream, it's probably from scary movie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but that's the thing. Like they're both very uh, important because they both redefine their genres. Like uh, the Saving Private Ryan's hands down my favorite war film. Uh, Scream though is my favorite slasher. I was film. gonna say like, it's, it's way it, up. There. It really did revitalize yeah. the. It revitalized the slasher genre because only like only so many times can you kind of repeat the beats of like a Halloween or. And, and be not even as good as those original classics, right? Yeah. So they they were the first to kind of start maintain a serious tone. They're kind of poking like a meta. They're, they're, they're giving it a meta kind of uh, spin on the whole horror genre, but at the same time, they are keeping it seriously horror. So that, that I really enjoyed about Scream. Yeah. And in 96, I was like, I was all about that film. That was like the craziest uh, slasher film that I had seen since the old eighties and seventies stuff. Right? Yeah, so, exactly. Um, I'm gonna. Okay, are you are you officially throwing your weight behind Scream then? Yeah, because I'm going. I'm going SP. I'm gonna have to lean towards Scream yeah. just because okay. it's highly rewatchable. Not that Saving Prime Ryan's not rewatchable. Like we said, we we're highly influenced by mm-hmm. the the D-Day opening sequence, but. Just the fact that I could pop on screen. I did it the other night. I just like, you know, we're getting, getting into spooky October, pop on screen <laughs> and just pop up some popcorn. That's and fair. Just enjoy so, yourself. Yeah. So it's sort of one, so, one now. It's sort of one, one. So let's hear yeah. what the other, what you guys um, have to say. I want to, I want to hear what, I want to hear what Mina has to say. Cause I have no idea if you enjoy these movies at all. I know Either one of them. Say, but oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not a big fan of war movies um in general i appreciate like the filmmaking of save it saving private ryan but they're just not my genre of movie um so my vote goes behind scream um i think we touched on it in our 1996 yeah we did um movie list but uh i'm not even a big horror movie fan either um but scream is one that i appreciate and is one that i've watched over and over again every once in a while when i am feeling like watching a horror movie so um 
Yeah, Scream gets so my there vote. We have, there we Ooh. have one uh, Saving Private Ryan, two Screams. So Dave is the deciding vote. Pretty pretty much, uh, unless we want to do the tie, do our first tiebreaker. But well, you're the deciding vote or tiebreaker, yeah, yeah, or tiebreaker, so yeah. So we could go to Rotten Tomatoes, or we could just take Scream the rest of the way. Um, I think this might have to be our first tiebreaker. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I I really I I really like. Wait, which one are you taking? I I'm. Well, it's it's I I you think can't, it's gonna you ha- can't look at the score first. You have to decide first. Yeah, no, I'm not Google looking at it at all. Yeah. I'm not looking at the score right now. I honestly though I, I I think that saving private Ryan is is that good. Okay, so we're gonna go to our tiebreakers. Our first tiebreaker, the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes will be the tiebreaker for who moves on between Scream. I don't like Scream's chances. Really? I think I, I looked I looked it up already. Oh, you did? Okay. I mean, I, yeah. I assume it's saving private. Oh, 79's pretty high. 79 for Scream. Okay. 79 for Scream. Uh, it's gonna be higher for it probably is, yeah. yeah. It must be. It was there. 95. Saving Private Ryan gets redemption in back in my day's eyes because they didn't win. The best picture Oscar. That's right. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And lost, they lost Shakespeare in uh, love. Shakespeare in love. The biggest upset. Yeah. The, the most wrong choice in freaking Oscar, Oscar history. history. Yeah, yeah, pretty close. So this is that we've had it. We've had one upset technically. Ten things I hate about you was nine, and Lion oh, King was eight. But this is the that. biggest upset so far. Uh, Thirteen to four. So that's that's yeah. pretty big. And the next one, they're going to be facing up against Fight Club next. So that's that's going to be pretty tough. Okay, so like I said, I'm just happy that Scream made it on the brackets. So yeah, we're absolutely, good. and it deserves to be. It deserves to be honestly a number four, pretty, pretty high too. Yeah, we crowned it the back in my day movie of 1996. Yes, and and yes. I don't think I I don't think anyone's going to say no to that. Like I think we're all good with that still. So I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna actually leave um, one of these to last because this it might drive me a little crazy. But um, so I'm gonna go with number two, Matrix. Against number fifteen, the Phantom Menace. <laughs> okay, and I think now is where you should uh, explain to our audience as, as to how how the Phantom Menace made it onto the bracket. No, go for it, go for it. Yeah, we had we had sort of a vote in, which which we're gonna we're gonna create this as like a sort of mini bonus sort of chat episode thing. But you know, we we had to whittle it down to sixteen films, and you know, we were looking at the top twenty, and we had a couple warm up rounds uh, between the four of us, uh, and you'll you'll probably hear some of those exploits. But basically, we had to decide between the Phantom Menace and Space Jam, and both were highly sort of uh, highly recommended based on the consolidated rankings, and everyone loves both of them. Not that they're the most like well-made films just the fact that they resonate with our childhoods and whatever right so uh you know they they both carry weight for their own reasons and you know one's more sports oriented the other one's clearly a star <laughs> Quote unquote <Wars>. sports oriented <laughs> yeah exactly um and the other one's a uh, star wars uh, and the other one's know, space jam of- <laughs> well yeah, yeah they both happen in space um but but yeah so so we definitely had a conversation and we were hoping that, uh, you know, maybe if we had an odd number of panelists, we could kind of yeah, uh, decide one way or another, it's all good. but here we are with the Phantom Menace. We, 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 it, it edged out. You'll hear my exactly. passion for space jam. Once we release that, that bonus piece, the fact that it blows my mind that I am not backing a star Wars movie, but I'm also totally okay with this, making it in our, as number 15 in our bracket too. So. Yeah, and uh, you know it's funny when you look at it now, being on uh, one corner of the bracket up against a heavy hitter like The Matrix, and 
Both of them came out in 1999. I remember yep. on the uh, 1999 films episode that we did, I mentioned both of them in my top five. Yep. And The Matrix, uh, you know, I, I have a feeling it's like most one seeds in the, uh, you know, this is a two seed, but like there's in March Madness, there's four one seeds. This would be the, uh, the, the not another big heavy hitter. Um, it's clearly going to probably plow right over the Phantom Menace. But I think <laughs> that uh, I, I do appreciate the Matrix for what it did in 99 yeah. versus what Phantom Menace did. But I do love both of them. So I'll, I'll just say that, uh, you know, I'm glad to see that Star Wars made it in the 90s on our bracket for back in <laughs> And you're my just going to leave it at that? Uh, while, 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 it's, while it's still here. While but it's still here. We, we've... we've, we've obviously done lengthy star wars episodes on back in my day but we've also sung the praises of the matrix and we're looking forward to uh, any future sort of matrix installments that that are coming so and they are this is the a, one that's just a couple months exactly <laughs> keanu reeves this is the one that started it all and the matrix we were talking about sci-fi films in the previous uh, back in my quiz episode that mina had graciously hosted for us so you know, The Matrix is definitely one of those sci-fi films that cannot be missed, and uh, I, I don't see it having a problem uh, up against The Phantom Menace here. So I'm I'm gonna obviously choose The Matrix for 1999. Yeah, I, I think we have to, right? Mina, what, what's your what's your thoughts? I, I you have to go Matrix. I, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah there's no contest <laughs> there's here. No contest. <laughs> that this is why I wanted to give you Space Jam because they're this way like, it would have driven the me Matrix. pretty crazy. Yeah. I, it's uh i just feel like it's it's no contest yeah i i agree i agree I, I i do like episode one and i do think re-watching them as recently as i did i do think it actually is you know it's it's not great the prequels aren't like fantastic movies i think it's okay to argue that but i do think that it seems to be my favorite maybe because it feels like the most fun i don't know if it actually is but just to me but the matrix is honestly just it's like it's one of the top movies of the last 30 years, never mind of the 90s, you know, and I, I think that it it's hard to argue that. And like you mentioned in episode 99, when we had the art that we had to pick the top uh, uh, sci fi movies, I mean, it's it's almost like an automatic thing. You're going to say The Matrix is one of them. Yeah. OK, so um, I'm going to go to three versus 14. Three is Jurassic Park um, and 14 is Home Alone. And this is a really tough one for me personally. Um, Mina, we haven't heard from you first in a little bit. Do, do you have do you have a, a choice between Jurassic Park and Home Alone? Is there a? I do. Okay. Uh, my as much as I love Home Alone and the nostalgia around it, it's a Christmas movie. Um, it's a it's a feel good movie around the holidays. But Jurassic Park for me is just an epic movie. It was one of my favorites growing up. Um, it was just like at the time, it was such a unique idea um, of like a theme park of dinosaurs. Like realistically, if that existed, like we would all be all over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we would um, be first in line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, it was it had adventure like sci-fi it was like was the perfect amount of scary like as how dare you call it sci-fi <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is no, sci-fi 
No, I'm just I'm just poking fun at the the sci-fi list from the the oh, quiz time. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely is. It has sci-fi 100%. elements, which is just funny. It's just funny yeah. that like you know that a certain other sci-fi films didn't make the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they made the list. They just weren't in the top twenty-five. 25 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I just for me, Jurassic Park was just one of the best movies growing up as a kid i i probably watched it once a year mm-hmm. um yeah so uh, it, it gets my vote so this is home alone's another movie that we talked about in our sort of bef- a pre pre episode uh that, that you hear about because there's one that had to be voted in i guess um and you'll hear sort of the passion or stories behind that and i think i i have a big pretty big heart behind home alone but jurassic park to me is is one of the best like blockbuster movies of all time like of all time i i yeah yeah. i i absolutely love this movie i think it is so close to perfection this movie that it's it blows my mind how good this movie is and yeah the little cg parts maybe don't stand up but you could say that about movies from any era that aren't the last five years so whatever you know I, I think that's not really as valid of an argument as it as some people might make it but i think that yeah the, the epicness of this the the just the sheer wonder that you get from it and then just what they had to do to make this movie like the cg animation they invented basically to create this movie blows my mind and then all of the animatronics that they did to it it's just all of that stuff is just amazing to me this is this is my favorite Spielberg movie by far, by far. Like it is incredible. I absolutely love this. I love Home Alone to death, but I have to let it go and I have to go Jurassic Park. Yeah, and it's actually the practical effects that make this such a timeless film because there are CGI elements, like you said, they're they're amazing for its time. But the fact that they kind of they did lean into the practical nature of it as well, yeah. which is which is why it works. And Jurassic Park, it's basically the Jaws of our time. Like, yeah. you know, it's another Spielberg classic. Um, you know, it didn't have the, maybe the problems that uh, Jaws did when he was trying to make Jaws. Like, he was able to do it in a more fluid way where he didn't encounter certain problems and it didn't have to overcome. But, you know, it's still one of those... It's a hallmark. Like, it's yeah. Jurassic Park. It started a franchise. Like, you might not have much to say about its sequels but the original is i don't know for me it's even though home alone you might watch it uh on a annual basis around the holidays you might not watch jurassic park every year it had a way bigger impact on me as a kid yeah i i think for sure just I, what kid doesn't love dinosaurs yeah I, exactly Dino- right dinosaurs. Mike, mike do you hate do you hate dinosaurs <laughs> Uh, no, you guys can hear me. Okay. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I would. Um, no, uh, I, this is actually of all of them the hardest for me. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, because I actually do think Cologne is is a '90s classic and Christmas classic, and one of the great all-time movie, family movies. But you know, it's pitted against Jurassic Park. So <laughs> that, that is the problem. The great all-time p- movies. Period. So yeah. yeah, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Okay. So our final standoff here is one versus 16. We saved one versus 16 for last for the first level of the bracket. We have Terminator 2 at number one and the Sandlot at number 16. 
This is tough. I think this one can be pretty quick unless someone wants to eulogize. Well, well here's the thing, right? Oh, whoa, whoa, so whoa. Our whoa. gracious host, Dave, <laughs> was ready to lead off with this one. He was. And that's fair because T2 is a juggernaut when it comes to blockbusters and whatever. But we did have a bit of a preamble where we were deciding on other uh, playing games and we did talk about the Sandlot. And I think Dave should have an opportunity to sing its praises. I, I, I honestly, we... I to me, this is this is one of the best childhood movies of all time. Like I, I, I love Terminator Two, but if down the line Jurassic Park is against Terminator Two, then I would take Jurassic Park, even though the ranking right now is that Terminator Two is number one. <clears throat> right now, The Sandlot to me would would eliminate half the movies we just talked about. Like I, I, I love it that much. And, and there's a lot of stuff out of any, like, out of it's something stuff that, you know, it's all based on like, it's my dad's favorite movie and we watched it together so much. Like all those things that have nothing to do with the movie itself, I think hit really close to me. And I do think that it is a very good, fun movie. And I, I don't care that it's not perfect. I don't care that Terminator 2 is still one of the best, to me, feels like one of the best sort of like action movies of its time. And really of the last 30 years, I still do agree with that. But I, I against the Sandlot, I have to take the Sandlot. I just have to. It just means that much to me. Um, well, Dave, yeah. I'm going to stick with the da-dum-dum-da-dum. Yeah, man, go for it. Da-dum-dum-da-dum. Because that, it was, it, you know, I think over time, I've come to appreciate the Terminator as a better film or a more classic film. Right, which we've talked than about. T2. Stuff, yeah. But we've obviously talked about it. And the Sandlot has this place in my heart as like a childhood classic, but um, there aren't too many action films that kind of supersede T2 and just it's like constant flow. Like T2 slaps. Let's be real. Sure, like it just goes absolutely from beginning to end and just like does not cease to entertain. And in my mind, James Cameron hasn't really missed yet. So uh, T2, yeah. I, I could go on about it for hours. It, it is uh I think it's deserving, uh, you know, right now it's sitting at number one overall. It's, it's deserving of a number one seed in the, in the respect of a, of a March Madness kind of bracket where there's, there's going to be four heavy hitters. Mm -hmm. It deserves a spot. It deserves to be one of the top four. I I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I don't know who we should go next. (laughs) Well, I'll just say, yeah, like maybe White Power is not going to go this way, but I'll say Terminator 2, no brainer. No brainer. Okay. That's all I'll say. Sandlot, love it. And we talked about it in the bonus episode. So you can hear me talk about it. And I do say some, a lot of good things about it. But when it's up against a Terminator, it's like David versus Goliath here in this matchup. And it's like not a, not, not even a single. No, no, I no question. No okay. Like we even we even talked about we had an episode, Dave, you and just you and I, we were talking about our favorite action heroes, and Arnold is my number one. Yeah, man. So here we go. Yeah, man. You and and I have one. I have nothing I don't really have anything bad to say about T2. Like I really don't. You know, I really don't. Yeah. So uh no, so let's see the deciding let's see if it's gonna go to Rotten well, Tomatoes or if it's gonna uh Well, I think I know which way it's going, right? Mina? Or no. All right, let's see. <laughs> It's definitely going to Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, yes. what? This could be a huge this upset. Could be big. Okay, hold on, hold on. Can I hear See? this? Uh, can I hear this? Uh... I'm not going to lie. I've only seen Terminator 2 once. 
and it was probably in the last five years mike made me watch it um <laughs> i gave her what i call the terminator education before you yeah. go to terminator before you go to run before sorry i don't interrupt before you go to rotten tomatoes though i think i want a chance to try to convince one of you two to, to change you're not you're so, not going to convince hold me hold on hold on you're not let me, me try to convince <laughs> you to change to the i'm going to change to the sand oh, i don't i think this is a pretty yeah. solid stalemate i really don't know if we're going to do that like I just, I think, like, for the Sandlot, it is one of the most wholesome coming-of-age movies at the time when we were coming of age. I mean, who, who in, like, from our generation grew up, watched the Sandlot, and didn't relate to that movie? Like, getting together with, like, your friends in the neighborhood, meeting at the local, like, Maybe it wasn't baseball. Maybe it was basketball to you, or maybe it was ball hockey or like whatever that sport was. But it was like, that is what we did as kids. Like we got together with all the local neighborhood kids and, and we went out and we would put together these games. We would pick teams. We would um, go out for ice cream or go to like the max milk afterwards and get like freezies, like that was that movie was our childhood, and I just think like it captures it so well, and like pretty much every kid of our generation will be able to relate to one aspect of that movie, and it just like it just holds a special place in my heart, and and I I I could not not vote for it. Yeah, it's just like I agree. It's that that movie, and and I think it just like. Yeah, it's it's a really good movie. Yeah, I, I have a feeling if we go to the tiebreaker, we're we're gonna lose it, Mina. But I agree. I, I yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. I guess I don't have to fight too hard because I'm pretty confident. I I am 100 confident that the Sandlot. I don't want to risk it though. I want to say like the Sandlot. Yes, about a kid <laughs> coming of age with his friends in a nice wholesome way. Or you could pick the movie about a kid coming to age with a killer robot from the future <laughs> that depends them. he learns all kind of the same lessons but wouldn't you rather be that kid with the killer robot no. on your as your best friend no, no. i would rather i would rather right, hop, well that was my i'd pitch. rather hop the fence and uh and meet darth vader to be honest okay all right well <laughs> and a dog a dog and darth vader come on <laughs> i also would not want to put my put my life in danger yeah well the kids in sandlot thought their life was in danger they thought the dog was massive so to yes. be honest yeah i did think the dog was in danger <laughs> it's very similar stories just ones with a bunch of kids in the neighborhood and ones with a friendly killer robot from the future so. <laughs> basically what you're saying is the future is not set that's There's right no fate to what we make exactly okay so we're gonna go to rotten tomatoes for the audience score uh terminator i can't spell Man. If you pull a UMBC retrievers on me and upset the the one seed, I, I'm pretty I'm confident. Be, I didn't want to leave it to this, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident. confident. Yeah, I, I think Terminator Two is. Where's my veto power? Yeah, your veto power is ninety four percent. Oh no! I have the power. Uh, ninety four percent for T two. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. What? How is the sand dune? Yeah, what is that? Sandlot 2? Sandlot 2. <laughs> James Earl Jones. Come on, internet. If this is like... Let's go Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, 89! Oh my close god. Close! Oh, wow. 
<laughs> close. That was way closer than I thought. Close, but no cigar. Oh, uh, just just the screenshot on this of of him as the catcher chirping the batter yeah. is alone. That scene is just uh yeah. that's okay. No, it's a good movie. I have nothing against yeah. it. It's just it was going against the heavy hitters, It's going so. against number one. It's really yeah. one to 16. You know what? Yeah. The fact that one versus 16, we had to go to a tiebreaker is, yeah. is something right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was sweating a little. Shit. Hey, that's what, <laughs> man. I was trying to create a Rotten Tomatoes account to give it like 100. <laughs> <laughs> that would be such a good, such a good idea. Just slide. Oh my god! Just if only wife power was an IT wizard and could have whiffed up like a bunch of thousands bot accounts. of like fake bot accounts. Yeah. And, uh, review bombed. Review bombed the Sandlot. <laughs> <laughs> We go to it. It has a ninety-nine percent audience score. <laughs> that makes that Sandlot, the first one hundred percent audience score. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Okay, so that was just all the first line of the brackets. By the way, yeah, that was that was crazy. It's heated. It's heated, and it's fine. Okay, so do we want to start with the number ones, or do we want to start in the middle again? I guess we start from the middle again. Let's do it again. Let's do it the same way. Okay. So the closest I think is, Oh Jesus, this is very, very difficult. Jurassic park and toy story. This, this now yeah. is, is the toughest matchup. I think to me, this, this, this could be the toughest again. one. Um, I, 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 everything I said about both these movies will never change. I, I think that these toy story is one of the best animated movies of all time. I you know I I do think that two is probably in a, in a better movie. I think, I think it, it to me maybe it hits. Does that is, does that sort of that, sway you a little? It bit? might, yeah, Park it might sway me to the dra- best of the franchise. But Toy Story two has been improved upon since, so maybe maybe that leans you more towards Jurassic Park. Yeah, like to me, I I actually find Toy Story three to be my favorite out of the four. Um, but no, it, I'm just saying, like of these two movies, Jurassic Park is still the best of the franchise, whereas Toy Story One is by far not the best of the franchise. So maybe that makes yeah. you lean more towards Jurassic. Yeah, Park. And, yeah, and and everything I just said a few moments ago about Jurassic Park and it being like to me one of yeah. the best, you know, movies of the '90s, hands down, mm-hmm. and it being to me my favorite Spielberg movie and one that I I could rewatch a million times. I mean, I could do it with Toy Story too, but. Right. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm leaning to Jurassic Park, and I feel like that's where this is going to go. Oh. But it's that's it's really hard for me to leave a, a a Pixar movie that is like really close to my heart. Like any Pixar movie, unless it's like the odd ones that are in like the bottom third of it, it's really hard for me to argue against a Pixar movie almost any time ever if there's some sort of like head to head going on. So, um. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna have to sit with this for a few minutes. I think yeah, I'm le- sit with it. Yeah, I think I'm leaning Jurassic Park, but I but I I'm gonna have to sit with it for a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. I'll say both these films are groundbreaking for the reasons we've mentioned. Yeah. Um, that being said, I don't want to sound a little contradictory to what I said uh, when I was praising Toy Story before, but when you think about something like Mario 64, when it came out, when it dropped, that was everything. Those graphics were everything. And then, you know, you look back on it and you're like, okay, graphics have improved since this and that. But when you look back at Jurassic Park, there might be some minor CGI flaws, but it is still holds up as like 
like an undeniable, like I said, juggernaut. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just. Well, I was talking about T two, but they're both juggernauts. But, but this movie, thirty um, years later, holds up better than what yeah than what a lot of than what, the, than what like Jurassic Park three will hold up as thirty years. No, after. but it, it yeah. holds up. It hold, it's its effects hold up better than the effects of Toy Story. If you yeah. watch Toy Story one, it actually looks kind of rough now. Uh, yeah, it, I, it, it's hard to compare because it's it's straight animation versus a mix. But, I, I, but I am comparing, and I'm saying Jurassic Park holds. But I am comparing. Damn it! <laughs> well, but I well, am what, doing what I, that. God so damn it! So what I mean by that is like, <laughs> like we did our Pixar ranking, and Toy Story is my number one for for obvious reasons for a lot of yeah. things that we've mentioned. But it's also like when I think about Mario 64, I think about it the way I thought about it when it came out, mm-hmm. not when I look at it when I search it on Google and I yeah, see yeah, what yeah. it looks like. Yes. So yeah, that's yeah. kind that's of how I think about Toy Story. Story. Yeah. But when when but Jurassic Park, it like doesn't really have any of those issues. Like there are some little CGI things that obviously could have been improved on since. But other than that, but like, like and like you so mentioned before. Is that action. it doesn't rely on the CG, which if that is part of your your argument of saying of anyone's argument, not yours specifically, but just anyone's, if if, if that is one of the things you hang your hat on, it doesn't rely on it and doesn't need to, which is why I think both of you, Ian and Mike, you guys both said last time when when it came up, is it it doesn't need to, which is why it holds up so much more, which is why it's that much more impressive. Well, because they fought to use all the practical. The practical. Yeah, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna yeah, throw my. I, I think that Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park has more of a generational hold on me than yeah. than Toy Story. Even though I was singing its praises last oh, week, I, yeah. I, I'll I sing Toy Story's praises still all the time. It. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So, so you two guys, you guys are Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. I probably yeah. am leaning that. I don't know, Mina. What What about you? For me, it's not really a tough decision. This one goes to Jurassic Park. Okay. All right. I'm totally. I am totally Moving fine on. with that. Totally fine with that. Wait a minute. What exactly would this mean? We're talking about a calculated risk, my dear, which is about the only option left to us. We will never find the command that Ned reused. He's covered his tracks far too well. And I think it's obvious now that he's not coming back. So, shutting down the entire system... You can get somebody else because I won't do it. Shutting down the system is the only way to wipe out everything that he did. So the other middle bracket is Fight Club against Saving Private Ryan, Fight Club at number five, Saving Private Ryan at 13. And this is more level in terms of the, uh, the dr- drama of it all. Yeah. Like the, 100%. The, this is the hardest one so far yeah. for me. Okay. So for hardest me, so for me, it's it's Fight Club. I do not know. It's, fi- it's Fight know. Club for me. Because, I'm going to wait and hear it out. Yeah. Based, based on everything I said before, I'm going to go with Fight Club. All right. I will, uh, I will go on the other side and say it looks like Saving Private Ryan is the underdog. In it this is. Situation. It is number 13. Yeah, actually um, a decent underdog. Eight eight spots away from each other, so it's decent. Just enough. like maybe, uh, you know, 1st Battalion was or whatever, you know, <laughs> 101st. Uh, Private Ryan himself was a bit of an underdog. No, but uh, this film for me, like when I think of World War II, because we never really, I don't know, we, we would never know mm-hmm. World War II at all um this not to say that this is what it is and you know versus watching like a black and white reality or whatever whatever. sure like not to say that this is like it's still a hollywood film in the same way that like i say braveheart's a hollywood film and it's not maybe not 100 percent factual it still captures the essence of what i would like it kind of puts you in those shoes of boots on the ground and this is 
the kind of chaos that they were facing on uh, on D Day and that kind of stuff. So I, I'm gonna go with Saving Private Ryan okay. just because of the impact it had on me for sure. All right. So Mike's very much on the fence. Uh, Mina, Saving Private Ryan or Fight Club? I'm going Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> because is is it now? Now does does Fight Club? Um, like, do you really enjoy it? Is, is there something about it that, that, that sits with you or is it really just because, or at least part of it, because, uh, the war movies just don't sit with you the same way as like, you know what I mean? Like if fight club is a war movie, for example, like, is it just hard yeah. to decide because of that? Or is that really like a, a big deciding factor for you? I, I, in general, I do really like fight club. Like it was on my, my top 25 list of the nineties. Um, but I just, horror movies just don't do it for me. So, um, again, I appreciate like the filmmaking of it. It's just not, it's not your thing. My, it's just not my thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's hard for me to like justify a vote for it yeah. because like, if I were, if someone was like, you can watch fight club tonight or saving private Ryan, I would take fight club every single time. Yeah, so. I, I would too. I agree. That's, that's kind of where I sit with it for mine too. Um, Mike, I don't know if our arguments have done anything for you or not, but. Yeah. Um, I, I, hmm. <laughs> hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's so hard for me. I don't know, man. I think I'm on a, I think I'm going to go fight club. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. All right. So what's, it's tough. What, what's maybe like, is there like a scene? Is it just the way it feels? Is it, is it, no, it, 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 I'm just, what I'm thinking back to is the very first time I watched it and for both these movies and um, Fight Club had a much bigger, bigger impact on me and Saving Private Ryan, although I think it's an excellent, excellent movie. Yeah. And like, yeah, for everything Ian said, um, um, it's more of just like what you said, Dave. The age I was the time I watched it, when someone showed it to me and I was like, holy crap, this movie blew my mind. That's never happened to me before. Wow, I kind of like these weird psychological movies. I know it kind of happens. It's like, as I've grown older, it's moved further and further down my list, Fight Club, because... Yeah, like it's sitting I liked it, around 20 for me, I think. Yeah, I liked it so much because it was the first movie I saw with that kind of twist. But then as you get older, you kind of find more problems with it and then other movies kind of come out that do that thing kind of like better or not with the same problems so anyway so i was kind of like i don't know say private ryan to me is like maybe it maybe it holds up more actually but personally if i'm gonna think of myself the impact the movie that had on me it would be fight club okay yeah, yeah. i i don't i don't think it's 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 easy to pick yeah between these that's two a hard one. For, especially yeah. with filmmaking wise it's like obviously a Spielberg war movie like that is like, yeah. what are you going to say? Yeah. Right. Um, okay. Uh, well, sorry to see my band of brothers go, you know, because yeah. uh, on my 99 list, Fight Club was my number three overall, but okay. on my overall nineties, it falls around 20. Whereas Saving Ryan Ryan's still sitting at like six overall for my nineties yeah. list. Uh, so it's, it's definitely made a big impact on me, but you know, it is what it is. Yep. Okay. So we have roll with the punches um you know what let's go with uh we'll go back to the other side of the bracket we'll go number seven aladdin against number two the matrix got just oh, just complete opposite movies for so many different reasons 
Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I think the Matrix made it through pretty easily for us. I, Aladdin might have as well, but I don't know. Who, who wants to put their hand up first for this one? I will say the Matrix absolutely has to win this matchup. Has to. And it is just far superior to the Aladdin movie in <laughs> almost every single conceivable way, except for it doesn't have music and doesn't have Robin Williams. I was going to say the Matrix uh, doesn't have Robin okay. Williams. So. <laughs> Other than that, um, the, like, like, sure, Aladdin is a fun movie when I'm a kid, but it's very disposable in that sense. Whereas the Matrix, you will, if you saw it at the age that we saw it, you probably never stopped thinking about it your entire life. And when you, it's like the movie for the generation that we are that grew up without the internet, then got the internet. And it's like the movie of what, what it could be and interesting technology and that side of science fiction of there being a virtual world outside of the real world. And to think that that happened in 1999. And now we live in a world where lots of people like do actually live online and there are so many stories now about virtual worlds and it's like you know maybe it's going to be now it's like maybe it's going to be a reality one day you know such a far-fetched thing in 1999 anyways that movie is just so meaningful to it's profound it really is profound's a good word yeah and aladdin is just a fun animated movie for kids so it's not even close honestly (laughs) to be honest yeah i i have to agree i have to echo that in the sense that i don't know this this film when we saw it it was very thought-provoking it changed everything it's like it you know you you kind of i remember bouncing around the halls of my junior high school just being like trying to do like slow-mo kung fu like just like like just like I don't know. I know Kung Fu, but like <laughs> Keanu Reeves has an impressive negative thirty-two thousand dollars. I know Kung Fu. <laughs> For the last time, no, you don't. <laughs> it's not perfect, right? No, like but... you can go back and watch this movie, and you can see that maybe you know it, it hasn't aged the best. However. You always remember how you, you know, took it in initially, and and the 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 message of it. Whereas, like, it's it's definitely asking questions and kind of pushing. The, and I guess it it also falls to whether you gravitate towards sci-fi or not. Sure. True, right? Yeah. But like, but for me, I do gravitate towards sci-fi. So the Matrix for me, yeah, hundred percent. Uh, Mina, what about yourself? Any argument against what they've been saying or? No, no. <laughs> um, I agree with. Sorry, was that a stupid Mike. question? <laughs> yeah, come on. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Okay. I agree with Mike. Like, if the Matrix doesn't make it through this round against Aladdin, like, there's something really wrong here. Yeah, there's something's <laughs> up. We've yeah. we're on something. Whatever it is, let's not have that. Yeah. No, I I, I agree. Like I, I I yeah yeah. It's 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 fair to say this is. I mean, unfortunately, because Aladdin's really great, but unfortunately, it's one of the easier decisions, I think, for the four of us. It's just not in the same category. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard to say. So next yeah. up, we're going to have a pretty pretty rough bracket in the next level of brackets with The Matrix and Jurassic Park. But before that... Like I said, I fear the next round. Yeah, but before that, we have number one, Terminator 2, and number nine, 10 Things I Hate About You to decide which one of those <laughs> is going to match up against Fight Club. Um, kind of want to hear from Mina because I kind of think we know where we're leaning on this one. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 
I I know I'm not gonna win here, but I'm still giving my vote to Ten Things I Hate About You. Um, again, I have no nostalgia for Terminator at all, um, and Ten Things I Hate About You is one of my favorite rom coms, coming of age movies of all time. Um, I think it's almost perfect for a movie of that genre. So um, it, it gets my vote. I mean, I think everything you just said is completely correct. It is very close to perfect. It is so excellent. And the argument you made previously when we first had it in the first round is 100% exactly what swayed me. <laughs> so it's it's like, but it's hard, man. Yeah, I don't know. I can't go against T2 with these two movies. It's really tough to, to go against it. Um, it just is. It's just, it is really just one of, I mean, look, I would take the Sandlot over this movie, but I would take this over 10 things. So it's, it's, okay. uh, it's hard to make that decision. Um, and it's weird to say that because it's not like they're vastly different movies, you know, 10 things in the Sandlot you could categorize as something you could watch when you're younger. And it means different, you know, all the stuff we've said before, but if these, you can't control what tugs at your heart. Exactly. You can't control, you can't, you can't control love, man. It's just the way it is. Yeah, it's just the way things control. go, man. Um, yeah, so I, I have to go for, with T two, and I think you guys will probably say the same thing. You know, we didn't expect Arnold to to sign on for a villain role in, to begin with, but then once he became the Terminator, we definitely thought, okay, he's going to be a villain going forward. And then we have that great sequence in the mall where they kind of spell it out for you that he's he's actually the protector this this round. So I, I think there's a lot to love about this movie for myself personally. And I, I don't think you guys uh, are going to disagree with that. So I'll just, I'll go ahead. T2, Judgment Day. Yeah, I think this is, uh, as far as it goes, 10 things later about you, but I think that's a very respectable spot for it. And it's sort of, you know, maybe probably the, like the most unique pick on our list, but yeah, I think it's deserving to be in like the top eight, but yeah, Terminator 2 all the way yeah. for me. So okay. I'll just move it along. So yeah. we've set our semi our semifinals. We have... Um... I don't know which one of these two is is the most difficult. I honestly don't um, for myself anyway. Okay, so let's uh-huh. let's stick with the Terminator 2 and Fight Club. Uh, let's stick with T2. So we have Terminator 2 at number one, Fight Club at number five. Whoever wins one of these is going to go to the final. Um, I want to hear from Wife Power about this one. <laughs> I'm interested. Yeah, same. Yeah, because I'm most unknown about her, her pick here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Even, even you are. How is this? I just, I'm just <laughs> again. Yeah. I well, I her and Ian actually. I, I don't know where they're leaning. I think I know where Dave's leaning. So. Yeah, I I really have no nostalgia for Terminator. I, again, I've I've watched it once. I thought it. But what was about like, when I showed them to you? Come I know, on. but it's, yeah, but it's not nostalgia it, though. Yeah, it's just like uh, okay, it was yeah. just the nostalgia is powerful. It is 100 well, percent. It was yeah. just like it yeah. was just an average action action movie. movie. Yeah. And like oh, I'm not <laughs> but I'm just like Ooh. maybe if I had watched oh. it growing up, I, I would have a different like feel for it. But mm. watching it in like 2019 for the very first time ever, I just I to me, it was kind of just an average, like at that time in my life, it kind of, with how many amazing action movies there has been made since. Well, you watched it just kind of like you watched most of the Marvel just, movies before you watched that, right? Like, yeah. So it was just yeah. to me, it was kind of just average. And um, so, but Fight Club at the time that I watched it, it was it was one of a kind. It was unique. It was groundbreaking. It was something that everyone talked about. 
Um, so for me, Fight Club gets the vote. Okay. So Mike says Ian's got a very interesting choice. So I'm going to leave that one, leave it to him next. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, fine, I, whatever. I, <laughs> like these, we're we're looking at. We have four films to crown one champion for Back in My Day. All four, we have obviously have love for. Yeah. So oh it, yeah. It's like it's hard to leave one like, behind. You know, Fight Club, incredible film. T two. I mean, it is sort of the the favorite going in because of the fact that it was on the top of the ranking. Yeah. And it was consistent across everyone's lists. It was in there. Um, and I think there's something to be said for that. I, it is a household name at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger there go hand in hand. Um, clearly it's a sequel, but at the same time, this is peak Arnold too, right? Like where he got his start with like Conan and the first Terminator, but then he, he, he reached his stride in the early nineties. Right. So, we're looking at the early nineties versus the late nineties, literally the last possible year to, to, to include fight club 1999. Right. So when you look at that, I got to lean towards T2 because it still feels like we could have gotten in, in 1999. And it would have been just as incredible. Like there's no, there's right. no missteps with that one. Like, okay. Edward Furlong, he's just a kid. Like, you know, he's a little <laughs> bit annoying, yeah. but other than that, like the the film is firing on all cylinders and fight club is amazing too. I love them both. Yeah. I'm going T2. Okay. All right. Mike, I don't know where you're going with this. I actually don't. Um, I'm going to go last. I'm going to uh, let you go next. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cause maybe it'll be interesting. Yeah. I, uh, I have to go T2. I have to go Terminator 2. Okay. And it's just my, my bag, baby. It's just <laughs> an action science fiction movie yeah. from the 90s and the best action science fiction movie from the 90s, directed by the Canadian James Cameron <laughs> and starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know. It's like to me the perfect movie. So okay. And as I said, as I said, as as I get older and further away from that first viewing of Fight Club, uh it, it, it continually moves farther farther down my list. So yeah, it's it's whereas T2, like every time I watch it, it's like, yes, this is why it's the best movie of the 90s. So, yeah, it's it's up there. It's it's and what a cool amazing. villain in T1000. Like that was some that was some next level ish when we oh, saw and that. We, oh, we yeah. Talked about how, yeah, exactly. And we talked about how Jurassic Park like still looks great. Uh, Terminator 2 still looks amazing for a movie. Oh, yeah. 91, which is incredible, which is incredible. So many movies look awful uh, because of the computer effects they use. But T- Terminator used a lot of computer effects with the liquid T-1000. Yeah. But it still looks good. Yeah. So it's crazy. Um. Oh, man. Um. I think I'm going to have to bring us to another tiebreaker. This is a hard <laughs> game. Oh. Because Fight Club just oh, means that much, that much to me. Like, it really does. It, right. it really is a big 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 thing for me and i have nostalgia for both but but um yeah fight club is 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 above with with just the experience of watching it and everything so i i have to yeah i have to go with with fight club i i love it i absolutely love both these movies it's really hard to let either one of them go so we have a rotten tomatoes uh audience score terminator 2 again goes to a tiebreaker at 94 percent and fight club this could be <laughs> Guys, this could be close. We, we weren't eh? prepared that this could potentially even be a tie because both these movies are going to be yeah. really high. 
So Fight Club is, as it loads, fun. Ty will go to critics score, I, I guess. 96 Fight Club. Ooh. 96 Ooh. over 94. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. Okay. I'm actually, I'm, I'm surprised oh that it's higher. That's insane. I'm actually I'm very surprised that, that it's higher. Yeah. Um, that's our I system, I feel though. like anyone, like for the audience, I feel like anyone that would watch Fight Club would have loved it like you know what i mean like i don't think my parents ever watched it and it's probably like if they saw the trailers or the previews it's like they knew they wouldn't like it so i feel like fight club like people knew what they were getting into by watching it so i think that's probably why like the audience score is so high maybe yeah yeah maybe okay so our first finals uh participant is fight club over t2 Tell you are by far the most interesting single-serving friend I've ever met. See, I have this thing, everything on a plane is single-serving, even the... Oh, I get it. It's very clever. Thank you. How's that working out for you? What? Being clever. Great. Very very difficult pill to swallow, for sure. I, I, you know... It's a major upset. It's an upset. Number five, Fight Club. Number one, T2. So that's, that's a pretty big upset. Two pretty high seeds, but... These two can't be any closer together. We have number three at Jurassic Park and number two. I'm, I'm still at digesting the, this, the fact that Fight Club beat Turner to like, I don't know. That's crazy. <laughs> All right, let's go on. I, I gotta, I gotta fight hard for my, this. My pick in this this bracket because that's a big blow to me that Terminator Two got oh, lost. Oh no. Um, okay. I when agree. It comes, when it comes to Jurassic Park versus Matrix. I well, can I start? Yeah, go. Yeah, man, of course. Matchup. I will one hundred percent say the Matrix. Okay, one hundred percent deserves to go on. Yeah, I, 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 I think I, I've said it before, but I think because we are the age, so we grew up in the nineties. We don't have to date us, but we were born. We were born all born in the eighties, but grew up in the nineties, and we're sort of the last generation to be born in an age where we grew up without the internet, but then had the internet as sort of young, young children uh or like preteens yeah, it, or, teens it, or whatever it, and it's like, <laughs> the internet came came of age with us <laughs> yes and <laughs> so the internet came around like the same time this movie came around yeah. and so like my thought of computers and the internet and um all the philosophy behind it and what could be and the potential and the dangers and the good are all wrapped up and tied into this movie and this movie is so meaningful for anyone that grew up in the 90s i feel like Mm -hmm. and was of that age even more than jurassic park because jurassic park yes is a fun and it's a great movie and dinosaurs are fun but it doesn't have (laughs) it doesn't have the philosophical guys dinosaurs are fun yeah it doesn't have like yeah it doesn't have the philosophy uh stick in your brain you're gonna think about for the rest of your life kind of appeal that the matrix has for me and combine that with the Matrix has crazy awesome action with like that that hotel scene and the guns and kung fu, and so they wrapped up this whole philosophical story about you know having humanity now having to grapple with the internet and artificial intelligence and what is that all going to mean and what's you know you can live forever and what is human and what is robot and what is this like. That's all in this movie that we watched when we were 13 and blew our minds. And I remember the first time watching it and like 
just going with uh, Neo on that journey of like him realizing that he's not in the real world, he's in a simulation, and that still being something that we're talking about as a possibility. Like it's just crazy that that was 1999. Yeah, yeah it's um, very relevant. It is. And Jurassic Park is 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 just more like like just fun. And yes, it brought dinosaurs into the mainstream, but it didn't do half the things that the Matrix did for me so so anyways yeah. that's my passion argument for the matrix I yeah no I, I it's it's hard i mean you can't disagree with that point especially about the philosophical and the ai stuff and, and technology it's, it, you can't argue against it because that's what the movie's about right that's just what it is but i will counter to that i will say that there's philosophy in i agree Jurassic Park. i agree i was just gonna it's say that yeah. biological philosophy versus mm-hmm. technological right so like it's still a matter of should we be messing with nature? Probably not. And this is the lesson, right? But, but you know, I do kind of align with a lot of the things that Power was saying. The fact that, you know, we, we can resonate with the Matrix in that we do deal with technology on a daily basis and some more than others. And, you know, the more you deep dive into that rabbit hole, there's a lot of these themes that... Uh, kind of keep recurring and you can always point back to the matrix uh in a more obvious way um that having been said jurassic park is an incredible kind of standalone blockbuster film uh they both are they really both are um it's really tough for me i'm gonna have to stay on the fence for a second okay Uh, here here's some more so i i didn't know where you were gonna lean and i don't know where wife power is gonna lean so i'm gonna leave you guys to to go last the the two of you to go last so because my I, I, again, I don't disagree with what you said, Mike, at all, but there's a but to that. And the but is, I think it's big and it doesn't lie <laughs> and I'm terrible, um, but it's Jurassic Park for me um, because I, I think it is very close to being a perfect movie and the Matrix is not far off, not at all. I, I love the movie. We watched it again this year. And yeah, it holds up, man. Like it, it looks great. It's filmed great. The acting from time to time is okay. Whatever. doesn't really matter. It's not really the point of the movie. The message still stands. It's still very strong. The action's incredible. Like all of that stuff is amazing. And it's so revolutionary. And the philosophical stuff around it, like you said, Mike, is absolutely true. hundred percent. But I will watch Jurassic Park any day before I watch the matrix and not just because I think it's more fun because there's more like quips in it and it's more funny and all that, those sort of things. I just, I enjoy it more. And I do think that what Ian said about the biological instead of technological is, is a hundred percent true. And it's, and it's brought in by a character early in the movie when they're having dinner after they first get to the park and he and he just says straight up to him, like, you don't realize what you're doing. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. I'll tell you the problem with the scientific power that you're that you're using here. Uh, it didn't require any discipline to attain it. You know, you read what others had done and you and you took the next step. You didn't earn the knowledge for yourselves, so you don't take any responsibility for it. You stood on the shoulders of geniuses uh, to accomplish something as fast as you could, and before you even knew what you had, you you patented it and packaged it and slapped it on a plastic lunchbox, and now you're selling it. You want to sell it? Well, 
I, I don't think you're giving us our due credit. Our scientists have done things which nobody's ever done before. Yeah, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. That's what he says. Yeah. And, I, and I think that that is a message that could be sent across more than just biological situations, especially nowadays. Yeah, I don't know. It's Jurassic Park. I can keep going, but it's Jurassic yeah. Park. Um, so one apiece. One apiece. Wife power. Let's hear yourself? from Mina. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, guys, this this is the finale for me. This I don't. I really don't <laughs> yeah. know that I can me choose too, I between do. these two movies. Fair I mean, enough. they're they're both so epic on so many levels. Like whichever movie makes it through, it no contest like fight club doesn't stand a chance i'm sorry like it's just <laughs> this is the real finale this this here, really yeah. is the true finale because they're just they're two epic movies and arguably both perfect in their their narrative it's just almost like which story do you like better um yeah so it's like it's a very very valid point yeah i just i i really i I almost might just throw this to Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> once we hear Ian's vote because I or, just, or just Ian's, yeah. I I really well. don't know which I would pick out of these two movies. Um, because these so they, no matter what I say, if I write it on a piece of paper, you're gonna go the other way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could sway me one way, but again, like right. these are these these two movies are probably two of my favorite movies of all time. Um, and I think like, they're just, they're, they're so different, but so like groundbreaking in their own ways that it's hard to say that like one is better than the other. Yeah, that's, it's true. It's hard to say that this one, like the Jurassic Park is a better movie. I I don't necessarily agree that it would be vice versa. I tried because I was trying to argue Matrix. So I was trying to downplay Jurassic Park, but uh, (laughs) I was was downplaying it. But yeah, it definitely definitely is amazing. But Mike, dinosaurs are so cool. Yeah, dinosaurs yes. are so yeah, fun. Like, they're so fun. <laughs> they're so fun, guys. It's just the reason why the Toronto Raptors named themselves the yes. Toronto Raptors because of this movie. Yes. So See? That's yeah, which how you is know. which is really insane if you think uh, it really but, is. I mean, that's why that's why Raptors were so popular is because of this I, movie. I'll, Three I'll, years later, I'll we had say, a sports team that we didn't have yeah. before, based basically based on the popularity of that <laughs> of that dinosaur. <laughs> Yeah. Crazy. The, it's the a reason sick why name made... for a sports team. Come on, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense, but it's cool. We're Unless not... you were live and knew about the movie. We're yeah. not biased at school. all. <laughs> no, not biased at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or it was Barney because the Raptor is purple. The, the, <laughs> the Barney is purple. It could be either yeah. one. But um the uh the thing is like the mate like the things that the Matrix like pontificated on of like people being able to live in a virtual world, I feel like legitimately that will happen or can happen whereas with jurassic park it's like can we clone dinosaurs like i don't know that i don't know i don't think so i don't think so but the matrix is pontificating things that's like wow like these are these are questions like these are questions that humanity will be faced with at some time and thousands and thousands of years in the future they're gonna look back and be like wow someone to think ahead and write this movie about these moral dilemmas way back in 1999, like, yeah, like however many years ago, like 
they kind of knew and saw this was coming and the internet was just being developed. You know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy to think about that movie. You're right. I I think that's, that's like a super valid argument for that movie. Absolutely. Anyways. Yeah. And Jurassic Park is all like, you know, it's all like dinosaurs, man. News are bad and don't clone. It's like, now we're past that in humanity. (laughs) The ship has sailed, you know, now it's all about, are we in a simulation and are we going to upload our consciousness? I don't know that we are past that. Like, I think there are ethical questions that come into play with Jurassic Park. We're not cloning dinosaurs. Mike's trying to argue against himself. (laughs) But we we do need to be held accountable for what we do in that field. It doesn't necessarily have to be dinosaurs per se, but like it is something that it's toward destroying the earth and you know the global warming arguments i think are a better allegory for it than you know cloning so yeah i kind of see i kind of see it like what you're saying like maybe we'll destroy the earth before we can uh create our uh virtual virtual selves uh, heaven (laughs) (laughs) okay ian um I you might have to be the deciding factor here because I, I I think fair enough, you know, Mina's stuck on the fence and, and that is completely understandable. Maybe you maybe instead of Rotten Tomatoes, you both have to pick, write it, reveal at the same time. If it's a tie, we go to Rotten Tomatoes. But at yeah, least, you know, like maybe that's, that's not such a it. bad idea. Here's the thing. So so the, the more I think about it, you know, we were poking fun at Jurassic Park being on the list of sci fi films the matrix is clearly a more obviously sci-fi film however the more i think about what they're dealing with with jurassic park there's a lot of sci-fi elements in there as well yeah and that that, that's not necessarily the metric for crowning the champion out of these two but what i'm saying is (laughs) there is (laughs) the word the word fun is not a good word to use when you're reviewing a film sure but there is a lot more uh energy there's a lot more energy involved in uh in the journey of like you know alan granary and malcolm in 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 dress park than there is with neo's journey like neo's journey has been something that we have sort of raised up on a pedestal the matrix is for sure a stone cold classic and there's a lot of sort of i i think you could there's a religious allegory in there. You yeah, know, uh, definitely. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, the more I think about it, there's the Jurassic I, Park. Man, I just I love seeing your wheels turn. It's great. <laughs> I just yeah, love it's it. It's like <laughs> Jurassic Park feels more of a classic to me. Like The Matrix, I've, I, I probably spent way more time thinking about The Matrix, right? Like diving into the, the philosophy of, of it all. But but uh, how many times will I watch each of them? And I think that's why I'm leaning towards Jurassic Park. I think I'm going to watch Jurassic Park more than I'll end up watching The Matrix. I could be wrong about that five years from now, ten years from now, but I, I do think I'm leaning towards Jurassic Park. Well, I, I think even between, like, sure, these movies came out six, seven years apart, but I, I think that I've watched Jurassic Park more since The Matrix came out than I've watched The Matrix since The Matrix came out. All right, I'm going Jurassic Park for the sake of Fuck it. <laughs> For the sake of fuck it. <laughs> All right. Okay. It comes down to me. I mean, yeah. Un- unless uh, if you're, if you're certain on going with the matrix, that's totally fine. Obviously. Um, uh, Mike almost had me like, like leaning towards the matrix. But then you guys really swayed me back to Jurassic Park because I'm just sitting here and I'm like, 
if I were to put on one of those movies right now, which one would I want to watch? And I would want to watch Jurassic Park. And it's not that the Matrix, like the Matrix is no lesser of a movie, but it's also a very deep movie. And you have to be like in a very specific mood. And I think like we as four individuals, we all like sci-fi. Not everyone likes sci-fi. Like I feel, and like, as much as like you guys make the joke, like you were joking, like Jurassic Park's not a sci-fi movie. Like it does have sci-fi elements, but it also has elements of a movie that even if you don't like the sci-fi genre, like I remember growing up watching this movie, like my whole family loved this movie. Like we, it was, everyone was on board. Like this was, it was a good movie. It had something for everyone. I cannot picture my parents sitting down and watching the matrix and having any understanding of what is going on. Um, so I think like for that, I'm going to give my vote to Jurassic park because I think it's just like, it's a movie for everyone. Like, I feel like everyone enjoys Jurassic park. Whereas like the matrix as great of a movie as it is, might fall under like a bit of a niche like genre just because it is so heavy on like the philosophy and the sci-fi but this is a really tough decision for me yeah no I, I think you're right when you prefaced your before earlier saying that this is really the final I I I, I probably agree with that you know um I, I probably agree with that so I mean okay so Mike, I don't want to break your heart, man. I'm sorry. You I'm sorry. almost had me, Mike. Yeah, you it's okay. I tried to pour my heart out for it. Um, Listen, I'm in disbelief as well because I yeah. probably would have assumed that I would have leaned towards the Matrix no matter what, but I'm really trying to think about it. And even from a back-in-my-day perspective, this is definitely one of the first blockbusters that gripped me. Yeah. Yeah, as a child. No, it's not like this is a huge upset for me. Like, if I were to do my list, they'd be like right one after another. So, I just personally, for me, The Matrix is my number one movie and of the whole entire '90s. So, just like to see it like farther down than like Fight Club hurts. I just wish it would have made the second because I think it's like superior. Well, coming coming uh, in, but, it's ranked as number two. So, you know, there's yeah, there's a lot there. And, 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 and I think that's um, a guarantee that it was, you know, it's it's on everyone's list no matter yeah. what. I mean, all of these. I said my piece, yeah. but I'm not, uh, I'm not like super upset that Jurassic Park is going to be the, you know, I'll just say it right now, Jurassic Park is going to be the champion for me over Fight Club. I hope we're all in agreement with that. And we've, we've gone long and maybe we can just, yeah. Come to We've gone longer than we said we would. Jurassic Park champion. So we have number five yeah. at Jurassic Park. Park and, uh, or sorry, number five at Jurassic Park and T two. I think it's really a struggle for me. But yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Jurassic Park and uh, Fight Club. So Fight Club uh, at number five so and Jurassic Park at number three for our final. I I think I think after everything we've talked about, I think we're we're, we're all going to agree that it's Jurassic Park. Am I am I saying that incorrectly? No, I think you're yes. right. Listen, like, think about everyone that contributed to this, and I could be wrong. Maybe there's a lot of Fight Club fans out there, but I think that 
there was pretty strongly consistent that Jurassic Park was on everybody's list or most people's list. Yeah, yeah. Right? Somewhere on the list. Um, I don't I don't think I could check, but I don't think there were too many instances where Fight Club was falling higher. Maybe it was on I don't know, is it on your personal list higher than Jurassic Park? I don't know. For me, for me but, it wouldn't uh, be, no. For me it wouldn't right, be. Right, exactly. Yeah. So Jurassic Park is just clearly just it made that much more of an impact. Now, Fight Club kind of gained traction over time, right? It was like a cult classic. Jurassic Park was out the gate. Just like it's blockbuster. And everyone's, yeah. yeah like, 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 like you mentioned Jaws. It's the modern Jaws in a way. Like Jaws, it mm. was blockbuster day one. Yeah. And if the argument could be made that there's more philosophical elements to The Matrix, there's definitely more philosophical elements to Fight Club as well. Oh, yeah. There's lots. But Absolutely. the thing about Jurassic Park that I find strikes a nice balance for potentially being our champion for back in my day is that it has philosophical elements and still manages to deliver on action. Yeah, uh, summer blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like a PG PG 13 um, summer blockbuster, but also with this deeper sort of meaning to it. So like in that sense, that actually kind of perfectly fits because when we talk about these nineties movies, we were all sort of, you know, kids back then and, so to have this like kids movie, this kids blockbuster movie, blockbuster movie, but dinosaurs like perfectly fits and yeah, dinosaurs. it does have, does have the deeper meanings to it. I was I was really like just trying to like push the Matrix over and downplay Jurassic Park as much as I could, <laughs> but so I was sort of being facetious a little bit, and so, I do think Jurassic Park is you know obviously an incredible. I'm gonna movie. I'm gonna it click it in. Great I'm message. Gonna, so. I'm gonna click yeah, it in. It's going it in. Yeah. to the Champion Square. Jurassic Park. Nice. In the chant. I, I don't know if anyone can hear the click, but the click went. And to it the... was a, it it kind of came out as it was the number third. So kind of the Three? number third ended up as the champion. So it wasn't like a it was wasn't a runaway. Made it all worthwhile doing mm-hmm. the uh, doing this exercise because it wasn't just like oh the first seed is yeah went all the way through. And right? and I, so, I yeah. honestly I had a very difficult time personally picking between Jurassic Park and Toy Story. I really did. Um, I can hear the score as they're flying off over the coast of Costa Rica. You know what I mean? You can hear it. It's classic. Uh, there's, you know, I'm very happy with this. I, I, I think we, I think we're all we're all we're all okay with this. Like this is this is something we can be happy about. And crown mm-hmm. the '90s back in my day movie, the favorite choice uh, with some very difficult choices leading up to it. That Jurassic Park is the number one '90s movie for cheers for the back in my day podcast. So cheers. we have Jurassic we nailed, Park. We nailed it. We, na- we did it, guys. Mm-hmm. We nailed it. Nailed it. And we did it in only 10 minutes, too. What a quick... That was a quick decision. Wow, that was fast. <laughs> um, okay, so this... Definitely, we will have a separate episode on video games. And I don't know if it's going to be as heated. I'm actually not so sure if it's going to be heated more or the same. It's really hard to tell. I know for me, it was much harder to make my video game list than it was my movie list. Yes, it was a lot tougher to make. Yeah, especially when you get to the late 90s choices. But that doesn't take away from the fact that this was difficult. So a lot of movies we did not talk about because they just didn't make that like sort of final cut thing. But 
hopefully, you know, you know, if you want, if you want to let us know, like what you thought of the bracket and, and if there's anything we might've missed that you thought, oh, well, this would have been cool to be up against, uh, you know, fight club in the first round instead of Mrs. Doubtfire, for example, you know, I would, I would have put, right. I would have put this in instead of happy Gilmore. Let us know, you know, like, like it's, it, it's yeah. like, that's why we asked for lists from, from listeners and from family and friends and stuff is because the more variety and and more diversity in it the better right uh just exactly just because we crown jurassic park doesn't mean it's the one and only answer right so it's the current champion it's the current champ we could do this again in, in a couple years if <laughs> if we're not all in a simulation or living in the matrix maybe we can do this again <laughs> <laughs> there is a world where the matrix is the champion of there, exactly there, yeah. and there would and again we would be just as okay with it as we are with the jurassic park choice right it also depends who who we have on and it episode. does if we had different true. people That's on true. maybe there'd be a result right so yeah. we can revisit this with the same bracket and it could be vastly different mm-hmm. for sure um okay yeah um Mike, we've done at least one half of our of our 100 episode. Um, where is everyone going to find our video game bracket of uh, of the 90s? And what's uh, where's everyone keeping up with us? Yeah. <clears throat> so find us on social media at Day Back In uh, across like all the social media platforms. The podcast is called Back In My Day. If you're listening right now. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, head over to Apple I, Apple or iTunes Store and give us a little five-star rating. It really helps. And uh, yeah, so our Extra Life page, which we plugged at the start, is just back in my day on Extra Life. That's the charity that we're raising money for this November. Um, yeah, so that's about it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I think I think as much as we crowned a champion here, I think we, we want to drive home the Extra Life stuff because I think that's our big push for the next couple of months we're sitting in early october now from as as of this recording but really i mean yeah okay sure follow us tell your friends all that kind of stuff but really i mean the the more people we have listening the more people we have participating all that stuff the more money we can raise towards sick kids hospital uh you know it's it's really just like a really great way to sort of get to the last quarter of our year and do something good with the time that we put into the show so i think that's what we really want to get out of this um whether you agree with Jurassic Park or not, I'm sure everybody agrees that we can have, you know, somebody raised for a kid's hospital and just hospitals in general. So mm-hmm. I think that's really what we're going to come down to with it and land on. So um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you for the three of you for for putting up with this really long discussion. Um, but I think it was lively and it was good and, and it was epic. And uh, on to video games next. And we'll... Uh, hey, yeah. and Dave, happy 100th episode. As there we go. Back <laughs> my day crazy, man. Thank you. Thank you um it's a little wild that we'd be without you yeah i i mean i haven't done every episode you guys did a couple without me so it's not like i've done the whole thing myself (laughs) i I mean honestly like like you know yeah okay i'm saying okay we'll move on to the next episode but honestly like i we wouldn't be doing any episodes if you guys weren't also sitting here with me doing this and uh whether it's you guys or whether it's it's rich or whether it's scott or jordan or whoever else and lauren whoever else we've had on like I can't sit here and just talk myself for an hour about movies and everything. So yeah, you could say thanks to me, but it, honestly, this isn't a show without other people. So thanks to you guys. And that's it. Like that's the back in my day crew. That's it. We got it. So thank you very much everyone for listening. Well, you're welcome. You're... Dave. Thank yeah. you, man. Thank you. I love you too, Michael. <laughs> and my checks in the mail. The che- checks in the mail. <laughs> All right. Thanks everyone. We'll, uh, we'll see you on our next episode of, our uh, favorite 90s video games.
like dinosaurs, even dinosaurs. Biting a dinosaur. And now we can make a baby dinosaur.